Chumash for the seventh day for Shabbos, the seventh Aliyah of Parshas Noach. The whole world spoke one language and was of a united cause. This is chapter 11 in the book of Bereshus, the last reading of Noach, and it goes through verse 31. Everyone was united. They all spoke Hebrew, and they all came together. It says that God has no right to basically to select the heavens exclusively for himself. We should go up to the sky and, and fight God. Another explanation is that they basically said that once in every 1,656 years, which was the period of creation till the flood, the skies collapse as they did during the flood. Let us make supports for them. It was then that they traveled from the east that they found themselves a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. What does that mean? Um, they basically they traveled from there in search of a place that would accommodate all of them and they only found Shinar, which would be Babel. Each then said to the other, come let us mold bricks and fire them. The bricks were to act for them as stone and the clay was for them as mortar. They said, come let us build in ourselves a city with a tower whose top reaches into the heavens and let us make for ourselves an idol, our name, so that we not be dispersed over the land, the face of the entire earth. Um, they said to each other, nation to nation, Mitzrayim to Kush, Kush to Put, Put to Knan, let's prepare ourselves. Hava means to prepare. There Basically, there's no stones in Babel, in Babel, therefore they would have to make bricks, and this, they, they basically fire them up, that's how they made bricks, and plaster the, this is the way they made bricks, which are called in old French trivials, are made, they are fired up in a furnace, um, and then as martyr to plaster the walls. Uh, that we not be dispersed on the land, basically means, in other words, so that he should not be able to bring any form of plague upon us to disperse us from here. Eternal basically went down to see what uh, city and the tower which the sons of men had built. He didn't have to go down, but it's just to teach you that when judges judge, they have to look into everything before convi uh, convicting someone. They have to look clearly into the case. But the sons of man, rather, who are they? The sons of donkeys and camels? Rather, they're the sons of the first man who was an ingrate, who said blame that on his wife, eating from the tree. These people also ingrates um, those that say, God who saved them from the flood, and this is the way they act. Hashem said, even though they are one people with one language. If they have begun to do this, so should they not know. Now be preventing from carrying out everything that they plan to do. In other words, the whole good thing about these people is that they're one nation with one language. And that's yet, this is what they have begun to do. Um, in other words, I shouldn't stop them. I shouldn't stop them from doing this. Come, let us go down and mix up their languages so that each man will not be able to understand his fellow man's language. He's talking about his, God is talking out of extreme humility to his judicial court. Basically, measure for measure, they came and said, let us build. And God said, let us go down and basically mix them up. In other words, one asks, they won't understand each other. One will ask for a brick and the other brings mud whereupon the former attacks him and smashes his brains. The Eternals dispersed them from there on the face of the earth and they stopped building the city. 
um, in this world, what they had said, so that we not be dispersed actually happened to them. And this Solomon says, when the wicked person fears, Shlomo said, what the wicked person fears will come upon him. That's why it's called, the name of the city, Bavel, because where the word Bavel means confusion, for the Eternal mixed up the whole world's language, and from there the Eternal dispersed them over the face of the earth. And also teaches them, dispersed them, that they don't have a portion of the world to come. Which was worse, generation of the flood or generation of the Babylon? Generation of Babylon, they went against God. And they did not get, they got dispersed, but they didn't get destroyed. Generation of the flood got destroyed because they were thieves and they were fighting amongst, infighting. Therefore, they got destroyed. But these people were at least unified. And from here we learn that God hates, dislikes strife more than anything. These are the children of shame who was a hundred years, two years. And these are the descendants of shame. Shame was in his hundredth year when his father, Apachshad, two years after the flood. And shame lived another 500 years after his father, Apachshad. He fathered Apachshad and his fathers, and he fathered sons and daughters. Apachshad lived 35 years and fathered Shalach. Apachshad lived 403 years after he fathered Shalach and, his father, and he fathered sons and daughters. Shalach lived 30, 30 years and he fathered Aver. Shalach lived another 400 years and, and three years after he fathered Aver and fathered sons and daughters. Aver lived 34 years and he fathered Peleg. Aver lived 430 years after he fathered Peleg and he fathered sons and daughters. Peleg lived 30 years and he fathered Ru. Peleg lived 209 years after he fathered Ru and he fathered sons and daughters. Ru lived 32 years and he fathered Shrugs. Ru lived another 207 years after he fathered Shrug and he fathered sons and daughters. Sons and daughters. Shrug lived 30 years and he fathered Nachar. Shrug lived another 200 years after he fathered Nachar and he fathered sons and daughters. Nachar lived 29 years and he fathered Terach. Nachar lived another 119 years after he fathered Terach and he fathered sons and daughters. Terach lived 70 years and he fathered Avram, Nachar, and Avram, and Haran. And these are the descendants of Terach. Terach fathered Avram, Nachar, and Haran, and Haran fathered Lot. Haran died in the lifetime of Terach, his father, in the land of his birth in Ur-Kastim, the valley of Kastim. What does it mean? In the presence of his father, through his father, he died. Why? Because Terach was a friend who was upset about his son um, who broke his idols as he was once left in the store and to watch his father's idol store and he broke the idols. And Nimrod brought him to Nimrod. Nimrod threw him into a, fir- a fiery furnace. And Haran, Avram's brother, was watching, said, If Avram wins, I'm with him. If Nimrod wins, I'm with him. And when Avram was saved miraculously, they asked Haran, Who are you with? And he said, I'm with Avram. And they threw him into the fire and he was burnt. Avram and Nachar um, both married. The name of Avram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nachar's wife was Milka, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milka, and the father of Yiska. Yiska, basically, this was Sarah. She was also called Yiska because she also, Soicha, the fut- she could see Soicha, the future, through holy inspiration. And because everyone observed her beauty, Sochin. Furthermore, Yiska is an expression of princelessness, just as Sarah is an expression of rulership. Princeliness. Sarai was infertile. She had no children. Terach took Avram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, and the wife, his daughter-in-law, the wife of Avram, his son, Terach, and Avram left or cast him, and they went 
uh, with that, left or accustomed with them to go to the land of Canaan, and they came as far as Haran and stayed there. They left with them. In other words, Terach and Avram left with Light and Sarai. Terach's days were 205 years, and Terach died in Haran. Well, Terach died after, only after Avram left Haran and had come to the land of Canaan and had been there for over 60 years. For it is written that Avram was his 75th year when he left Haran. That's the next week's Torah portion. Terach was 70 years old when Avram was born, making Terach 145 years old when Avram left Haran so that many years of his life will still remain at that point. When did the Torah mention Terach's death? Why did he mention it before Avram's departure? In order that this matter, they have him leaving his father during his lifetime, should not be widely known. And the people will say that Avram did not fulfill the obligation of honoring his father since he had left him in his old age and went. Therefore, Torah calls Terach dead, for indeed the wicked are called dead even when they're alive, and the righteous are called alive even after they're dead. As it says, Benio, the son of Yehoiada, a man of eternal life, in Haran, the nun in this word is inverted to tell you that till Abraham's, Avram's time, the anger, Haronaf, of the omnipresent was kindled against the world and the end of Parshas Noach. One of the lessons from the Tower of Babylon is that after being saved from a flood, don't just build a city to build a name for yourself. After the flood of the Holocaust, we can't just live for ourselves, make a good living, to live to make the world a godly place. Mashiach should come immediately now. Amen. Have a good Shabbos.